And today, we're going to talk about giving thanks to God. The title of this teaching is called, Thank God for What He's Done. And if you have your Bibles, we're going to be in Psalms 107 is where we're going to start. The rest of the scriptures will be on the screen. But you know, Thanksgiving is more than just a day off, right? It's more than eating mashed potatoes and turkey and gravy and watching football. And thank God for football, right? I know, some of us don't, but I like football. And what about that wonderful turkey-induced nap that we all get, right? Everybody get a nap? You You can't have Thanksgiving without watching football and taking a nap, right? And although it's good for us to set aside one Thursday each November to cultivate a heart of Thanksgiving, the Scriptures have more to say about that than giving thanks one day. They talk about giving thanks always to our Lord. It's about a lifestyle of thanksgiving, and it's essential, and it's a concept within Scripture of giving thanks. It's a time for us to have reflection, to reflect on what God does, and this inspires us to have gratitude, an attitude of gratitude, and it's a time for us to remember as a family how good and faithful God is in our lives. And most of all, how gracious God is to all of us. And he is so gracious to each and every one of us. Because God is so gracious, we are the recipients of his compassion, his grace, and his love. While we were still sinners, Christ died for each and every one of us. And he redeems us by his forgiveness and keeps redeeming us through his faithful presence and the power of the Holy Spirit in our daily lives. God is extremely generous with his resources and God's abundant provisions for us spiritually and materially. He waters the earth and he gives food to the animals, but he blesses us from whom all blessings come. He blesses each and every one of us. And you know, church, I had no idea what God had in store for this church this year and how much that we would truly be blessed. But here we are right now, and wow, it's been amazing. God has been so gracious around here in what he's been doing. We've been seeing new growth. We've been seeing new people coming into our church. We've seen people get saved, amen? God is doing some amazing things. But we've also seen growth in our home groups. At one time, we didn't have any home groups here, but now we have four home groups, and we have more people continually wanting to come on and have home groups. We've seen the growth there. What about our church picnic this year? It was amazing, wasn't it? The classes, we have 11 or 12 different classes going on through the church right now. Our children's programs, the kids when they get up here, it's a blessing to all of us. They've been doing so many different things. What about the baptism that we had on site, right? God is moving here. He is blessing us in so many ways. We have different things. We're working on the playground. We've decorated and repainted the whole church. And what about our monthly prayer? Monthly prayer has become such a foundation for each and every one of us as we come in here and we pray corporately to the Lord. And our volunteers, 
We have so many volunteers from our production to our worship, our guest services, hospitality, our youth, our kids' ministry, our security, the men's and women's. We have so many volunteers here, and we are so thankful for them. God has blessed us in so many different ways. We all have a lot to be thankful for, don't we? And today, we're just going to spend a little bit of time giving thanks to God for what he's doing right here at Calvary Chapel in Sebastian. And most of all, we're going to give thanks for what he did on the cross, for what he did for each and every one of us, for what all God has done. He has been so gracious to each and every one of us. So if you have your Bibles, we're going to start on Psalm 107. All the scriptures will be on the screen. But it says this, Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. It's good to give thanks to the Lord, isn't it? Because he is a good God. And it's a time for us to reflect. It's a time for us that inspires a thankfulness, a time to remember as a family, a church family, all that God has done in all of our lives. Being thankful will help us focus our hearts on God, and we will experience a great joy as we express our gratitude and thanks to Him for what He's doing and what He's done. In 2 Corinthians 4.15, it says this, All of this is for your benefit, and as God's grace reaches more and more people, there will be a great thanksgiving, and God will receive more and more glory. Amen? When people come to salvation, the grace of the Lord, God gets the glory. The first point is thanksgiving gives God the glory. When we give thanks, he gets the glory for it. But through the trials and the joys in life, it's our benefit, but it's also to God's glory. And we find hope in God, and this for us is encouraging and it strengthens us and it increases our faith each and every day. And that makes us thankful and grateful and helps us to realize that everything that we have comes from God. There's a song out there right now, I don't know if you've heard it, but it's Thank God for the Man in the middle, on the Middle Cross. Have you heard that? It's a great song. And that middle man we know is Jesus. But sometimes the path to being thankful is sometimes complicated, isn't it? Sometimes our lives can get very complicated. And it's not always easy to give thanks in those times. But this is the very thing that we should do in order to see God's will accomplished in our lives. In James 1, verse 2, it says this, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Not lacking anything. We have the Holy Spirit living in us. 
And we can be thankful for that because we're not lacking anything as we continue to grow during these times. And we rejoice in these trials, in these sufferings. In Romans 5.3, it says this, Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance. Perseverance, character, and character, hope. And that hope is in what we have in Jesus Christ. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Amen? That's what we're thankful for. The Holy Spirit living in each one of us. And when this happens, we move to a higher realm of faith. Our faith increases each and every day. It increases at our church. It increases in our cities and in our nation. Giving thanks has a great power to bring joy and break the power of the enemy and the strongholds that he has in our lives. Whenever we give thanks to God, despite the most difficult circumstances, the enemy loses a big battle in our life. When you give thanks in the middle of difficulty, you bring glory to God. And God, he's looking for Christians who live and have the ability to be in a realm of praise and thanksgiving where the enemy no longer has the ability to hold or manipulate them or to believe the lies that he's telling them. Satan is defeated when we have a thankful heart because thankfulness during difficult times is a sacrifice that's pleasing to our God. In 1 Thessalonians 5.16, it says this, you're probably familiar with this verse. Rejoice always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Giving thanks in all circumstances. One surprising aspect of thanksgiving is that it's for all circumstances. Because how can we be thankful in all circumstances? We can be thankful because of what Jesus has already done for us. And it's not just for that one big day or that big meal each year. We need to be thankful in times when they're difficult because during these times we mature in our faith and we grow. We need to be thankful for our limitations in our life because it gives us opportunities for us to improve. And to be thankful for the new challenges that come our way because it will build strength and character and it will help us to grow to be more like Christ. And also, be thankful for your mistakes. How many of us want to hear that? Be thankful for our mistakes, right? But they will teach us valuable life lessons. We learn more from our failures than we do from our successes. So be thankful for those. So I have a question. Are you thankful in all circumstances? Are you thankful for your present circumstances right now? Are you thankful for your salvation, your friendships, your job, your church? Because thankfulness is a key to our life. And this key, it turns your situation around because it changes you. 
It changes your outlook and your attitude towards things. Giving thanks in all circumstances is especially difficult while we go through sufferings. But how can we be thankful when there's so much going on in our lives that hurt us so much? Think about Christ. Despite experiencing suffering, Jesus never failed to thank his Father. Through endless rejections, physical violence, and torture, it did not affect affect his unshakable faith in God's plan. And that should be for us as well, to have unshakable faith. The significance of trusting God Regardless of whatever he sends your way. After all, Jesus found a way to give thanks when he faced persecution and death. And the point here, that's the power of thanksgiving. When we have a thankful heart, we can go through these difficulties. And it's a wonderful thing that God has done for each and every one of us, when we're able to look at the negative things in our life in a positive way and actually say, you can't defeat me because God is on my side. And he is always with us. In Romans 8.31, it says, if God is for us, who can be against us? Amen? And this verse, it gives us incredible encouragement on this side of heaven. Though we face trials and difficulties and suffering, this verse reminds us that God is always with us and he's always for us. And we can give thanks in the middle of our suffering because this suffering was meant to increase our faith and trust God. There's power in a thankful heart, always. David wrote this in Psalms 116, verse 17. I will sacrifice a thanks offering to you and call on the name of the Lord. Let each one of us seek to have an attitude of gratitude and thanksgiving, rising to a new level of faith in our lives. There's power in being thankful. And I just want to give us three different ways that we can practice to do this in our daily lives, to have an attitude of gratitude and to be thankful for what God's doing right now. The first thing is this, thank and praise God for everything in your life. Everything in your life right now. Remember, the path to thankfulness is sometimes complicated. Thank him for the difficulties right here and now. And how do we do that? We do that through prayer. We do that through prayer. We can access the strength and the power in difficult times through the power of prayer in the Holy Spirit. God promises to always be with us. Embracing God's presence in difficult times, that's how we get through this. In Isaiah 41.10 says this, God says, So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. What encouragement is that? So right now, I just want to pray. Will you pray with me? Just bow your heads and pray with me on this. Heavenly Father, thank you 
for promising to always be with us and available to help us in any circumstances. Please help us to be more aware of your presence in our life. And I lift my heart to you. As we're going through these difficult circumstances, give me a sense of your presence and bring me the peace that goes beyond all understanding. I believe that you're my refuge and my strength in times of trouble. Guide me as I navigate through these challenging times and teach me to rely on you for everything that I need. Help me with your presence. Help me to feel your presence in all situations. And thank you for never leaving me or forsaking me no matter what. And thank you that you're the God of breakthroughs. And thank you for your presence because your presence is a source of hope and strength in our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You know, I know at times this can be a sacrifice, can it? It can be hard to pray when we're in difficult times. But when you connect with God in prayer during these challenging times, God will answer your prayers in ways that will transform you. And that's what the Word of God is meant to do for each and every one of us. This book is not meant for knowledge that we would have head knowledge, but it's meant for transformation, that we would be transformed into the image of Jesus Christ each and every day. And prayer helps us during that transformation. God will help us through these difficult times that we face. So build your faith that you'll be more resilient and that you'll be at peace during these times. Don't let the difficult times push you away from God. Instead, use the difficult times as an opportunity to grow closer to God to pray more, running into his loving arms and experience the love that God wants to give each and every one of us during difficult times to overcome the greatest challenges that we have in life because God can turn our troubles into triumph instantly because he is the God of possible. Nothing for him is impossible. In Hebrews 13, 15, it says this, through Jesus, therefore, let us continually offer a sacrifice of praise, the fruit of the lips that confess his name. And his name is the Lord of lords and the King of kings. He is our Lord and our Savior. And that praise comes from our lips because praise is verbal. And the second thing I want you to practice, and this might be a little bit tough for us, don't allow yourselves to complain about anything. Anybody here complain? I know. My, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so don't allow yourself to complain about anything. During difficult times, be very careful to watch your actions and your tongue. Instead of complaining, think of ways that you can verbally offer God the sacrifice of thanksgiving growing in your faith. When Paul commanded the believers to stop sinning in Ephesus, he also commanded the believers to put thanksgiving in its place. In Ephesians 5.4, it says this, Nor should there be any obscenity, foolish talk, or coarse joking, which are out of place, but rather thanksgiving. The point is, replace sin with thanksgiving. 
Replace sin with thanksgiving. And Paul knew what he was talking about here, and he knows the same thing with us today. Because we walk in this world, and we walk in this world in one of two ways. We either walk in the Spirit, or we walk in the flesh. We either act with a sinful, thankless heart, which leads to foolish talk and crude jokes in the flesh, or we act with thankful hearts that please God through our actions and our speech as we walk in the Spirit. And the third thing is this. Don't compare yourself with others. Don't compare yourself to what other people are. Don't wish that your life was different because God knows best for each and every one of us. He has a plan for each one of us, and he knows what's best for us. And the Bible says that having a thankful heart is God's will for us in Christ Jesus. When we begin to thank God for what we have, rather than comparing ourselves with others, it opens the door for God's blessings to each and every one of us. In Psalms 9.1, it says this, I will give thanks to you, Lord, with all my heart. I will tell of your wonderful deeds. Amen? Praise and always thank God for what he's doing right now in your life. Right now. And when we do that, we will experience a great joy and we will have an attitude of gratitude. We will be thankful for God's love and his compassion towards each and every one of us. But I will tell you this, if you do want to compare yourself to somebody, compare yourself to Jesus. That's the plumb line. If you want to compare yourself, compare yourself to Jesus. You remember earlier this year, we talked about the seven uh, disciplines. We introduced those to you. Um, well, we've changed the name of those seven disciplines. We're calling now seven discipleship values. And we've changed the order of them slightly. I have them up on the screen here for you. But these discipleship values, the first one is spending time with Jesus, gathering to worship, connecting with community, fight for freedom, join a serve team, live on mission, and invest your resources. Our goal should always be that what we have thanksgiving for rises to the proportion to the value of the object that we are giving thanks to and what we're most thankful for, and that's Jesus Christ. That's our Lord, putting him first. To be grateful for what he's done on the cross because what it does, it unites us for all of eternity with the highest joy, and that's to spend eternity with God in heaven. In 1 Corinthians 1.4, it says this, I will always thank my God for you because of this grace given to you in Christ Jesus. Putting God first in our lives. Each and every day, that is what we should be doing. That is what we value the most is our relationship with Jesus. Paul was never tired of giving thanks for the grace of God that he got through Jesus Christ, and neither should we. And God has showed his love for us. Even while we were enemies of God, God called us out of the darkness, and he made us his children, heirs of God. 
Jesus bore our punishment, the punishment that we deserved. And what did we get? We received his perfect righteousness. And all of this was for our benefit. And we find hope in God. And that makes us thankful and grateful at all times. And giving thanks will help us focus our hearts on God. Putting him first. In Psalm 16, 8, it says, I keep my eyes always on the Lord. With him at my right hand, I will not be shaken. Amen? That's what the Lord does for us. He's right there with us always. We need to stay focused on God. Being in God's word each and every day. Remaining in prayer to overcome the difficulties that we have. Limit the distractions in our lives and serve the Lord. Because we are blessed to have a relationship with him. So we should choose to be thankful even in the most challenging situations. True thankfulness comes from knowing that Jesus Christ is our Savior and our Lord. Amen? In Colossians 2.6, it says this, So then, just as you receive Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in Him, rooted and built up in Him, strengthened in your faith as you were taught, and overflowing with thankfulness. Overflowing. When we're rooted and built up in Him, this expresses who we are as believers, having hope, increasing and growing in our faith, and overflowing with thankfulness to God. Because in us, there's nothing that's lovable. We're not lovable people, are we? I know that we are sometimes, we are unlovable. But you know why God loves us? Because of Jesus Christ. He loves us because of Jesus. As unlovable as we are, we're loved because of Jesus. And God gets the glory for that. In Psalms 92.1, it says this, It's good to give thanks to the Lord and sing praises to your name, O Most High. It's good to give thanks to God, isn't it? It's good to give thanks always, to have a lifestyle of thanks, not just one day a year, but to continually live in a lifestyle of thanksgiving. Our God is so good to us, isn't he? And it's good for us to give thanks. And our lives should be full of that always, expressing our thanks, expressing our thanks for our family, our friends, our church the meal and the celebration that we just had, and yes, thankful for football. I know, but be thankful for football as well. Thankful for spending time with your family. That's so important that we celebrate together in giving thanks as a family. And discovering how we go beyond the food, the fun, and the football to how we glorify God all year long with a lifestyle of thanksgiving. And how do we do that? Paul gives us a great picture of God and his character towards his children. In 1 Corinthians 1, it says this, Grace and peace to you from God our Father, the Lord Jesus Christ. Paul opens with this greeting of grace 
and peace. And Paul always puts these two ideas together, but he always puts grace first because a person cannot have true and lasting peace unless we first understand and receive God's grace through receiving Jesus Christ in our lives. We all need God's grace each and every day. And God knows our situation, our circumstances at all times. And he knew the seriousness of our sin situation. And we give him thanks for that always. And we remember that. And it's important for Christians to remember and recall where we came from spiritually. And why is that important? Why is it important to remember that? Because we need to remember that we were dead spiritually. And now we're alive, a new creation in Christ. Because by doing so, we see the evidence of God's grace and love and his care for each and every one of us. And Paul says this in Philippians 4, 8. He says, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. We need to feed our minds with the blessings from God. We need to fill our minds with the good things that God has done. These good things in all situations were to think about what is true rather than the lies that Satan wants us to believe. We're to dwell on what is noble and right so that our actions will follow our thoughts. And we give thanks to God, remembering everything that he has already done for us, his saving grace in our lives. The point here is be thankful for what God has already done. God's love and grace that was given to us through his son, Jesus Christ, on the cross. And we're thankful for the cross. God's work in each one of our lives. This will inspire us to have a thankful heart for what he's done. It will increase our faith and we will trust the Lord more and more each day. For he knew what we needed because our greatest need was a need for forgiveness. And he provided that on the cross for each and every one of us, his grace. And he provides for all our needs now and forever. Keeping a record of God's past faithfulness is a faith boost. Remembering God's grace in our lives when we face new difficulties, learning to be grateful is more about just one day a year. And it's about what has happened in the past, but it's also about our immediate circumstances right now. If you're being refined in that fire right now, we need to prioritize what God is doing in our lives today, in our current situations. Our ultimate source of thanksgiving should be coming from what God has revealed to us about himself through his word and through Jesus Christ. God is here to fulfill our every spiritual and material need. And I said that's need, not our wants. Because what we needed was forgiveness, and we need Jesus, and we have that. And he satisfies our soul in the most caring and loving way. He'll never leave us stranded, 
He'll never leave us alone. And some of us here are on a mountaintop. And some of us are in the valley. But God's the God of the mountaintop and the valley. No matter what you're going through, God is there with you. In James 1.12, it says this, Blessed is the one who perseveres under trials because having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. Be thankful and trust God right now for what he's doing in your life. Live by the promises of God, not the explanations of the world, and trust him with your life. Even in the darkest times, there's still something to be thankful for. Jesus is guiding us and leading us down the right path through the Holy Spirit. And we must let him lead the way. We must follow him with all of our hearts, giving thanks to God for everything in our lives, thanking him for how he will use all things for the good in our lives and trust him more and more each and every day. In James 1.17, it says this, every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of heavenly lights who does not change like shifting shadows. Trust God increasing your faith. You know, in times when we're facing physical and emotional challenges and things are changing all the time, there's uncertainty all around us, our Heavenly Father does not change. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen? And we can count on that. We can trust Him for that. And we can be at peace with our lives through the hardships that we might be facing for this moment, and we can praise God and thank Him for that. In Colossians 3.15, it says, The peace of Christ must control your hearts, a peace into which you are called in one body, and be thankful people. Amen? We're called to have that peace, to be thankful people. But when you feel that challenge coming along, take a moment to remember the cross and all that God has done in your life. Be thankful. And let your thankfulness spring up from your understanding of who God is in your life, His character. In Psalm 28, 7, it says this, The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusts Him. I was helped, my heart rejoiced, and I thank him with my song. Despite present difficulties, we can take joy in our salvation through Jesus Christ. Sometimes we tend to judge everything from our own limited perspective about the here and now of what's going on. But God rules over all space and time. He's the Alpha and the Omega. It means that He created this world for His glory and He directs everything for His purpose and His glory. Everything about our God is great. He never forgets, he never fails us, and he is always on time. He's never early and he's never late, but he is always on time for each and every one of us. 
You know, we're told in the book of Hebrews that we are receiving an unshakable kingdom. And this means that we can look at our past, we can look at our immediate situation, and we can look to the future as we look towards a kingdom that we're going to inherit that's unshakable. And we can trust God's faithfulness. And this will give us reason for thanksgiving constantly, a lifestyle of thanksgiving always within us. Knowing that we're victorious in Christ, because I'm going to give you a spoiler alert. You know, in the end, we win. We win. And when we enter heaven at the end of our days, we need to be thankful for our time here on earth because not everyone is given the chance to grow old. So appreciate and thank God for every single day of your life. God has been with you and with us every step, and he will continue to be with us. Be thankful for what God will do. In Psalms 104, it says this, Enter his gates with thanks. Enter his courtyards with praise. Thank him. Bless his name. You know, when we stand in the presence of the Lord, and when we get to heaven, I've said this before, heaven is not the prize. Jesus is the prize. When we get to heaven and we're in his glorious presence, that's the prize for what he's done for each and every one of us. And that's why we should have a lifestyle of thanksgiving, being thankful for everything that our Lord has done for each and every one of us. As we get ready to sing this last song, I'm going to read Psalm 95, verse 1. It says this, Come, let's sing out to the Lord. Let's raise a joyful shout to the rock of our salvation. Let's come before him with thanks. Let's shout songs of joy to him. The Lord is a great God, the great king over all other gods. God is good all the time, and all the time, God is good, isn't he? We need to be grateful and thankful for God, our families, our friends, our loved ones, and his church. And we need to remember what he's done. Our sins are forgiven and our future is heaven. And we need to be thankful for what he's doing in our lives right now as he fills us with grace. You know, when you run alone, it's called a race. But when God runs with you, it's called grace. And that's what we have. So let's worship this last song. Let's give thanks to our Lord for what he's done on the cross. And if there's anyone here that doesn't have a relationship with our Lord, there's reason to give thanks today because today is the day of salvation. The day that you could receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And if that's you and you want to have that thankfulness in your heart and that peace that goes beyond all understanding, just bow your heads and pray this prayer with me. If that's you and you've never received the Lord, just kind of just raise your hand. The Lord knows who you are. He'll see you. 
Be thankful for what He's doing in your life right now and what He's going to do, but most of all for what He's done. He's provided a way for you to have salvation. And if that's you today, just pray this prayer. Father, thank you for your Son. I thank you for the cross. I believe that Jesus died for my sins. And I repent of those sins and I turn the opposite direction and follow you all the days of my life. I want to receive you. I want to be thankful each and every day. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and I want to follow you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.